Let's lift our hands in the presence of Jesus. Every hand lifted. Just begin to bless him in the spirit all over the room. Come on. Just for about 30 seconds, begin to minister to the Lord. Right, sing in the spirit, sing in the spirit all over the room. morning everyone how you doing today
Thank you, Father. Thank you, everyone. I'm doing okay. It's another beautiful day that God has made and given us the privilege to be part of it. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We are just grateful. We are just grateful for everything you've done, for what you are, for all you mean to us. We say thank you. We say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, everyone say, Father, in the name of Jesus, say this morning, I ask that your mercy speak for me. Say today, let your mercy speak for me. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and let's pray now. Show me mercy today, Lord. Show me mercy today, Lord. Mercy. Your word says that your mercies are renewed every morning. Lord, show me mercy today. Show me mercy today. Kadarashata kataya. Ilokosi ketevelete. Okapalada. Irakato shategata. Zeketevelete gesha. Kizokotovasha. Kalenda ketetesis. Kilatokato. Lika ketetesis. Alikretevelegosis. Mercy, Father. Let your mercy, Father. Show me mercy, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. We are praying and we are asking God to give us understanding to His word and His teaching. Father, enlighten our eyes, O oh God. Enlighten our eyes. Shine your light of understanding upon us. One of the biggest things that will happen to you is for you to understand the mind of God for your life. Via teaching, via Bible study, or any other means. But you can't get that understanding until a certain light comes upon you. Until a certain light comes upon you, the light of God's Spirit. If that light doesn't come, you see and hear nothing. Father, send your light upon me, Lord. The light of your understanding. The light of your understanding. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I pray now, release upon me. The light of your understanding in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray right now. Let me begin to understand your word. Let me begin to understand teachings. Let me begin to I receive understanding, Lord. I receive understanding, Lord. That day back also follow crosses. Oh God, my Father. Oh God, my Father. Oh God, my Father. Cause your light to come upon us. 
let it shine upon us. Give us understanding to your word. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Father, we've come again this morning. We thank you. We thank you. We ask that your mercy and your grace be available for us. Let your hand go before us. Let your hand go before us. Let your hand go before us. In the name of Jesus. Lord, put upon us your ever-abiding wisdom. Give us understanding. Open our eyes, open our ears to receive your word. Come against the spirit of doubt, unbelief, and hardness of heart. Be destroyed right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, form your word in my mouth and release over the life of your people. Give them a testimony. In Jesus' name, it is done. Amen. All right. This month has been declared for us a month of harvest. And um, I admonish everyone to get into your Bible, do diggings and findings for yourself so that you'll be able to take advantage of what this month has for you. Get scriptures on harvest. Get scriptures on harvest. Don't just sit down and pray with them. Pray them standing on the protocol of the word that have been declared that is the month of harvest. And you see your life begin to take a new time. But um, we started talking last Sunday and I told us that one of the main principles and conditions for harvest is sacrifice or seed planting okay planting planting is the main the main the main factor back in um harvest before you talk about harvesting corn from a farm it means you planted corn there before you talk about harvesting yam it means you planted yam there before you talk about harvesting onion it simply means you planted onion there all right okay so last week i was able to give us certain factors telling us that seed is spiritual seed is spiritual how can somebody be jobless you gave seed and you got a job you didn't buy the job how can somebody be denied a visa the person gives seed and the visa is being reapproved how can somebody be barren the person gives a seed and suddenly gets pregnant so there is something very spiritual about giving there is something very spiritual about planting there's something very spiritual there's something very spiritual and if we don't find out what is this 
believe in it, walk in it and obey it and love it, we're going to be lacking harvest every day. Listen, fight this principle at your own peril. The principle of planting. Fight it at your own destruction. Fight the principle of planting at your own destruction. At your own destruction. So the earlier you get the revelation, embrace it, live with it, run with it, the best it is for us. I pray that God give us understanding in the name of Jesus. All right. I ended up last week by letting us know that seed is spiritual. I want to, we're supposed to round up at how to get your seed to produce, how to get your seed to produce, how to get your seed to produce. But we're going to skip that. I want to deal with something very short and um, maybe some other time next week or whenever. Um, we are dealing on rain. We are dealing on rain. We are looking at harvest and we are checking the principles of harvest. What are the things that make harvest possible? So the first one we checked last week was seed. After a seed is planted, without moist, without moist, that seed becomes useless. Without moist, that seed becomes useless. Our key scripture is Genesis 8 verse 22. It said, while the earth remained. Note that word, while the earth remained. While the earth remained. While the earth remained. The earth here is talking about the whole planet Earth. And every human being alive is living in Earth. So he said as long as human race is alive, as long as this world is in existence, seed time and harvest shall never cease. Anybody who tries to break the cycle will suffer for it. If you break the cycle of seed time, you will suffer when it's the time of harvest. So it's something we need to give a very strong attention to. It's something we need to give a very strong attention to. All right. So we need rain or water, whatever you will call it. We need rain. We need water to be able to fertilize our seed. Any seed planted without rain is a dead seed. Any seed planted without a supply of water is a dead seed. Get me Job 14 verse 9. Get me Job 14 verse 9. Even a dying seed can receive life when there is rain. A dying seed can receive life when there is rain. We'll also be looking at 
the soil. Okay, give me eight and nine then. Or let's start, give it from seven, seven, eight, nine. Let's get a clearer light of the whole scripture. Help me with seven, eight, and nine. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, for there is hope of a tree if it is cut down, that it will sprout out again, and that that and that the tender branch thereof will not cease, though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stalk thereof die in the ground. Yet through the scent of water, it will bed and bring forth bows like a plant. It will bud again through the scent of water. This scripture we use it several times, talking about that you are not dead, there is hope. So this scripture is saying the main factor here is not the tree anymore. The main factor here is not the roots anymore. The main factor is rain, water, 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 water. When water is absent, even what is alive can die. When water is present, even what was dying can come to life. What was dying can come to life. And I pray for someone listening to me this morning. May the Lord release the water of the Spirit to you now. John chapter 4, Jesus said to the woman, I have a water that if I give to you, till you die, you will never test again. I decree may the water of the Spirit be released to you right now. The Lord pour out the dew of heaven upon you. The Lord pour out the dew of heaven upon you. The Lord refresh your appetite. The Lord refresh every dryness in your life. I decree let there be rain now. Let there be rain now. Let there be rain now. Every dryness in your finance, every dryness in your womb, every dryness in your health, let there be rain in the name of Jesus. Let there be rain. In the name of Jesus. All right. So, Rain is a major factor in getting harvest possible. Rain is a major factor in making harvest possible. Rain is like a fertilizer to the earth and to the seed. Every farmer needs rain before sowing and after sowing. You see some farmers, they say, ah, why have we not gone to the farm to plant? Say so we, we are praying for rain to fall. We are expecting rain between Thursday to Monday. If rain just fall, I will go and plant the next day. So, listen, the rain we're talking of here right now, we're not talking about the physical rain, all right? Don't be lost. We're talking about a different kind of rain. And this rain is called the dew of heaven in the Bible. This rain 
speaks of the presence of God. This rain speaks of blessings. Rain is a sign of the, the blessing. Rain is a tool for fruitfulness. Rain helps create fruitfulness. Now, get me this scripture, Deuteronomy 11, 14 to 17. Deuteronomy 11, 14 to 17. So every farmer prays for there to be rain. Now, as a believer that is somebody who plants or want to plant, how do you pray for your own rain? What is your own rain? The rain, I told you just now, speaks of God's presence. All right? So every time you want to plant, look out for the presence. Create the atmosphere for the presence. Create it. It makes your seed potent. All right. He said that I will give you the rain of your land in its due season, the first rain and the latter rain. So every farmer looks out for the first rain and the latter rain. All right. The earth have to be moist for my, my seed to be able to respond. And after that, the, the seed also have to receive another touch of rain so that the seed will now become fruitful. So for every seed, there must be the first rain, there must be the latter rain. Lots of people have planted seed on dry grounds. Lots of people have planted seed not knowing their cloud is dry, the season is dry. Since they planted till now, there's not been rain. So they're asking, Father, what is going on? Father, what is going on? If you read the book of Genesis, the Bible says, Cain and Abel brought their offering unto God. Genesis chapter 3. They brought, the, four rather, they brought their offering unto God. And the Bible said that God had the respect of the offering of Cain, of Abel, than that of Cain. So, which means it is not enough to give. God has to come to check what you are giving. And pulling the God down to come, God doesn't just wake up and start going to check seed everywhere, check planting everywhere. No. That's not what God is. But His presence, for your ability to pull down His presence, your ability to be pleasing enough to the Father to give attention to what you are doing. That is what we call the rain. So when they come, he puts his blessing upon it. Ask Solomon. The night Solomon took a thousand burnt offerings and put them on the altar. While Solomon built the temple, God didn't come. God didn't come. Oh, Solomon, you have built the temple, I come to enter. No, God didn't come. The moment Solomon released a thousand burnt offering, God appeared. God appeared. Bible said that God is not a respecter of persons, but God had the respect on the seed that Abel planted. So you need rain. He said the first and the last and the last latter rain that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil, and I will send grass into thy feed for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. So all of this are going to happen because of one thing, rain. Get me the 16 and 17. All the rest is going to happen because one thing happened. Rain came. Rain came. 
take heed to yourself that your heart be not deceived and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you and he shut up the heavens that there be no rain and that the, Lord, the land yield not have fruit and lest ye perish quickly from off the good which the Lord giveth to you. So the Bible is saying that one of the reasons why God don't bless people, one of the reasons why people get blessed, they don't get blessed again, is what he's talking about here. He said, take heed, take heed, take heed. God has blessed you before. He has tested you before. God wants to bless you, but God is afraid. Take heed that your heart be not deceived, that you turn aside and serve other gods. So because you, you've been the, every, every Monday you wake up, you go to work and you come back, you go to business, and you, maybe you leave as early as 7 a.m., 4 a.m., come back in the evening, 6 p.m. So at the end of the month, by the time you're now about to take your tithe, you now say to yourself, why should I carry my tithe to church? Am I not the one that I've been going to work? If it's not me that's going to work, how will this money come? If I didn't go to work, if I didn't suffer to go to work, how would this money have come that I would go and carry tight and go and drop? Some God brings somebody who is in need for you to support. You say, for what? Why would I support this person? After all, I've labored and labored and labored and labored and labored. Suddenly, you carry your money God has blessed you with. You begin to drink alcohol. You carry the money God has blessed you with. You begin to go to nightclubs. You carry the money God has blessed you with. So they are doing family traditional festival. You carry the money and you go to family festival and you begin to put your money into that place. Suddenly, you now wake up one day and say, God has not been good to you. And the next thing you want to do is to become an idol worshiper. He said, take heed, take heed. This is one of the reasons why I don't bless people. Take heed. The word take heed means be careful. Be, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. He said, I'm going to shut the heaven against you. I will close the heavens. There won't be rain anymore. And your land, since you think is your power, since you think is your power, I can shut your heaven. I can make you lose that job. Since you think it's your power, I can make you, nobody, nobody anywhere will patronize your business. You have goods quite all right. Nobody is coming to buy. I can make you, you are, you are fruitful medically, everything is fine, but you can't get pregnant. Say, take heed. Take heed. Take heed. So, whatever you are doing with God, you must take heed. Take heed. Take heed. Take heed. Take heed. Don't feel is your power. Listen, anything God gives to you, don't feel others are lazy. It is grace and mercy that spoke for you. Anything God privileged to give to you, anything God privileged for you to have, don't think you are smarter than others, you are better. It is grace and mercy. If it is removed, forget it. Even unbelievers, the mercy of God is still speaking for them. So Bible said that he makes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. God would have said that, okay, if you are not a believer, if you are not, if you are not a believer, we will withdraw rain from you. You'll be seeing rain only once in 10 years. But that will be partial for, to God. 
So you'll be giving your life to Christ because you want rain. God doesn't want that. So God gives everybody equal access to rain, to sun, to the wind, to the air that we breathe. Gives everyone equal access. Everyone. He gives everyone equal access. So that tomorrow, you will decide what you do with your life. So it won't be that you are receiving Jesus because you, can, you don't have sun. You are receiving Jesus because you don't have rain. So everybody have the sun, have the rain. So you are receiving him on your own will. God does not want anybody to serve him by force. They want everyone to serve him willfully. That is where the blessing of service comes from. That is where the blessing of service comes from. All right. So be careful. Don't let what God gives you make you an enemy to God. Be very careful. Why can't you go to church anymore? Oh, um, this job, dear, this job eh, has been consuming me. Oh. I just I will go to work by 4 a.m. I will come back by 5. And church is supposed to be by 6. I was so tired. On Sunday is the only day I have space to wash cloth. Charlie, you are already setting trap for your own destruction. I work from Monday to Saturday. The only day I'm free to rest and wash clothes is Sunday. So I have to wash clothes Sunday morning. I have to sleep a little. You are selling yourself. You have no commitment to God in any way. You have no commitment to any church. You have no commitment to any man of God, not online, not offline. There's no way you are feeding your spirit. There's no means you are praying. There's no means you are studying your Bible. There's no means of growth. You are setting yourself up for destruction. Setting yourself up. One of the reasons why the scripture said take heed is that you don't start thinking it's your power that brought the things you have. Take heed. Take heed. I'm asking you now. The things you've, you've been waiting for now, for years, if it comes to pass now, will you say, oh, Father, thank you? Or you will say, ah, I was smart. The why I just did it, eh? Phew! Everyone here that has ever waited for a child, let me give this an example. It's very sensitive, but pay attention. Everyone who has ever waited for a child and they got pregnant, they will tell you there was nothing extra that they did the day they got pregnant. Oh yeah, let's tie one leg on the fan, tie one on the ECG pole, connect 12 volts or 240 volts wire. Today is today. Oh yeah, let's charge up. The same thing they have been doing is what they still did. But what changed? The mercy of God and the grace of God. That is what changed. The mercy of God and the, that is what changed. The same thing is what they have been doing. Once mercy is lacking, you keep doing the same thing again and again and again and nothing is going to happen. Some people have been told, oh, okay, um, try it in the night. Oh, yeah, try within this time of the month. Try within that time of the month. Try it. They have done it. They've done it. They've done it midnight. Wake up 12 o'clock. They've done it. Oh, yeah, wait. During uh, this thing, check within this date of the month. When you are having this system in your body, boss, you do like this. Oh, yeah, madam, you come that. You they've done everything. It's not working. It's the mercy and the grace of God. Raise your leg, raise your hand, on fan, 
Don't use fan. Use air condition. Maybe heat is too much. The heat is killing the baby. On air, con air condition. Use hand fan. You pour cold water. Put not. It's just the grace and the mercy of God. The ones who got it without even praying, they just got married, everything just rose out on the platter. It's the mercy and the grace. There's nothing special they did. The mercy and the grace of God. So every day, what you say to yourself, Father, mercy, mercy. Every day, wake up, Father, mercy, 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 mercy. It is the mercy that make God to look upon us. Mercy. Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory. Romans 30 verse 23. In the book of Isaiah, I said, Our righteousness is but like a filthy rag. So as the holiest person, and according to um, theologians, a research on that scripture, an example of a filthy rag is more like a menstrual pad. There used to be this, before menstrual pad came on the scene, they had a kind of cloth like napkin that they used to pad up themselves. So he said, your righteousness, the most righteous in human form, is like a menstrual pad before God. So what is that saying? It is saying that God's righteousness exceeds our righteousness. So the holiest person, the holiest person, you are like a future that come, coming to where God is. So what does that mean? God is not blessing you because you are too holy. I'm not saying holiness is wrong. God is not blessing you because you are too righteous. God is not keeping you. Listen, you didn't wake up this morning because you are the holiest person now in the country you live in. You are not breathing now because you are the holiest. No, the mercy, the mercy and the grace of God. The mercy and the grace of God. Somebody, I heard somebody days ago, a man of God died. And all the cry the guy was crying was this. If this man of God can die, then who am I to be alive? If this man of God, God allowed him to die, say then, I've been nobody. I'm finished. I'm not even sure I will see tomorrow. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But you must understand that life is all about covenant. What mercy is speaking for you? What grace have you found? Hebrews 4, 16 said, let us come boldly. It's an individual thing. Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. David one day said, Blessed is the man who the Lord does not impute his iniquity upon him, but shows him mercy. So David was saying, my testimony is not that I'm a good guy. That's not my testimony. You don't be, God does not change your life because you are good. No, it has its own role to play. God changes your life because of his mercy upon you. Because if it is because of being good that God used to change life, I think certain unbelievers should not prosper. Certain wicked believers should not prosper. In fact, if you look around and look like those who are wicked are the ones who are richer. If you look around and look like those who are on principle, those who are on culture, are the ones sitting on resources. Check politicians for, for an example. So God should have just taken everything they have and just killed all of them one day. But mercy, mercy. A songwriter said, mercy said no. And I'm gonna, not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you sleep away. You don't have to be afraid. Mercy said, mercy has been holding us. A lot of you listening to me now. You don't even know what happened to you last night. You don't know. 
The enemies came to take your soul. The enemies came to Kabul. She said, no, this one is not going. I won't leave her. At a point in the night, you came under attack. At a point, you had a dream that you couldn't explain. You thought that this dream, dear, you are dying this night. Maybe some hard sleep paralysis. Sometimes we boast of our fasting. Sometimes we boast of our prayer. Sometimes we boast, particularly men of God, we boast of our gifts and anointing. That ah, I know what to do in the spirit. That's awesome. It's true. It's they are all true. But listen, if God removes his mercy, what you know how to do, you will do it, you won't work. I can just pray for you now and you just get a job. If God removes his mercy, you will pray the prayer, nothing will work. Nothing will work. Somebody say, Lord, show me mercy. Say, Lord, show me mercy. God of mercy and compassion, look with pity upon me. Father, let me call the Father. Is that child returned to you? It's the mercy of God. Jesus, Lord, I ask for mercy. Let me not implore in vain. And all my sins, I now detest them. Never will I sin. Never stop crying to God for mercy. Never stop. We are nothing. We are nothing. We, everyone, we are nothing. Have you ever, everyone here, tried to protect their body? All right, very important thing. You see a woman putting on clothes, trying to cover up. You see a man trying to, somebody's urinating in the washroom. Somebody has entered. You are angry. For what? Can't you see I was here? And this, that, is the right, right thing to do morally. All right? But, one of one of you here, or some of you here, or majority of you here, at one of you times have been sick. That a little girl you are older than, or a boy you are older than at the hospital, is the one that had to treat you, and you, the condition is that you have to be naked. In fact, some you were even unconscious. Maybe you had an operation. In a very sensitive place, you were unconscious. All your nakedness were bare. At that point, what happened to you? You parked your car outside when you came. What happened to the car? You were not aware. You left your bank note in the house. You left your checkbook. You left your ATM card. You left your, your visa card, your dollar card, your CD card, Naira card, whatever, in the house. What was happening to the money at that time? You were not aware. Your wife that you don't joke with, ah, if you thought my wife, I will kill you. At that moment, you don't even know what's going on. You don't. You are not aware. Your child, you don't let anybody to touch to. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's. We must learn to be grateful and keep relying on God's mercy. So you wake up, and one little boy has touched every sensitive part of your body, every part of your body. In fact, so maybe it's a group of people that did the surgery. You wake up, see five people looking, five people. Are right there. They've touched every part of your body. The same thing you are you are covering like silver and gold, and you don't even know what to do because you need it. Let's learn to rely on God's mercy. 
Just learn to thank God always. We boast. We boast a lot. We are proud and arrogant. That's how we are by human nature. Forgetting that we are nothing. We are nothing. Without the mercy of God, we are nothing. We are nothing. May God help us. So no matter what you do, always remember that God is your source and your power. All right? Never get to a point where your head begins to grow big, that it is you. And let me say this to you. I'm going to be right out. Let me be blunt as possible. We are talking about harvest. So one of the signs that you don't believe God is your source, number one, is when you can't thank him. You wake up in the morning, you can't say thank you, Jesus. Don't tell me, oh, I forgot. No, 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 no. You don't believe that God woke you up. You believe it was your alarm. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what it is. Ingratitude is a sign that you don't believe that God is your source. Number two is treating others badly. When you begin to treat others badly, you, you are treating them as if you are the one who has control of life and time. You don't believe God. Listen, those who God genuinely blessed, very humble, they are not proud, they are not arrogant. Those who God bless, if you want God to lift you, eh, be humble. Humble yourself. Say, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may lift you in due season. He said, God resists the proud and giveth more grace to the humble. God resists the proud. A proud man, the first thing that fights you or the first person that fights you is Elohim. God will fight you. He will resist you. But once you are humble, grace is multiplied. So more grace is not a prayer point. More grace is attracted by humility. The third thing is when you refuse to give back what God has given to you. You don't believe God is your source. Let me ask you a question now. Why do you give offering the way you give offering? Let me ask you a question. Why don't you support orphanages once in a year, twice in a year? Why? Why don't you create a system to be going to prison? To go and, okay, let me send once every year, twice. A, I'm not talking of birthday photo shoot. You carry food, go to prison. You now post with prisoners, feed them, and you came back. You didn't go to support them. You went there for your own glory. That's what you went for. Not because you have a foundation, you have to put it out there for people to know that, okay, this is what your foundation is doing. Not because you have a foundation. No, 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 no. But because you want to tell people that you to your, your birthday, you've done it with orphans. They didn't, ask, they didn't ask you to come and put their face on social media. That's a very stupid, stupid and unreasonable attitude. You want to give them, go give them, go home. By the grace of God, I've personally sent things to orphanage a few times. We've collectively sent things to orphanage a few times. I've never gone there once. Not because I don't care. I've never been there. Oh, let's go so that we take pictures. They send me pictures to show that, okay, they've done what, they, uh, what I sent them. That's fine. I've never one day, I've not carried one of the pictures to put on social media. Oh, yeah, let's post it. People will know that, yes, we've gone to. For what? For what? 
when God is the one that blesses. Some of those things are mockeries on those children. They are mocking them. Why don't you just pick out a widow somewhere and say, hey, I'm going to be supporting you. I'm going to be supporting this widow. Why don't you pick out a student somewhere? One of the proof that you don't believe God is your source is that you don't give back. So why can't you help people? I'm not saying you should empty yourself, but the capacity, the level, what you can do in your own size, why can't you do it? Why are you not constant with your titan? Why? Then out of listen, wait. Let me tell you some one funny thing about titan. Let's say you are earning two thousand Ghana cities. Your tithe is ten percent, which is two hundred cities. So how does two hundred cities spoil one thousand eight hundred Ghana cities? Have you ever sat down to ask your brain what is wrong with you? If there is no demonic attack that is making you not to tithe. How does 10% spoil 90%? But if you are, you've ever thought that tithe is what is making you poor, you are wrong. Because you gave 10, you still have 90. The larger portion is in your hand. The problem is what you are not doing right with the 90. That is the problem. So while you give 10, you must know what to do with 90. A lot of church don't even talk about it. A lot of church don't even teach it. A lot of believers don't even try to think about it. So all they do is, oh, I'm a tighter. I've given. Oh, I'm a tighter. If you don't know what to do with the 90, you're going to see struggle and be stranded and be in trouble. It's like saying you are born again. You don't pray. You are born again. You don't read your Bible. You are born again. You don't try to do the things of God. You are born again. You don't know kingdom principles and you expect everything to just change for you. I've been a Christian now. What is it? I've been going to church. That's not how it works. Get knowledge on how all of these things work. Then apply them according to knowledge. Everything in the kingdom is knowledge driven. Don't just pray and say my prayer is not working. Find out how am I supposed to pray? How am I supposed to pray this kind of prayer? Don't just fast and say fasting is not working. What kind of fasting do I need? How am I supposed to do this fasting? Don't just carry a Bible and read and say, I've been reading the said I should confess the word. I've been speaking the word is not working. How am I supposed to speak the word? Don't just carry money and give and say, oh, I've been giving, 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 giving. I've been tightening, tightening. I don't know why. Sit down now. Listen to teachings on tightening. Listen to teachings on giving. Ask yourself, how am I supposed to give it? And that's part of what we're talking about now. You have to give it under rain. They have to be the former rain and the latter rain. I said to us that rain is a symbol of God's blessing. Rain is a tool for fruitfulness. But this one thing I've discovered, any time, rain, rain is supposed to be a, a tool for fruitfulness. But any time you don't have what to plant, rain becomes a problem to you. A man who does not have seed, rain annoys them. Are you getting me? Rain fell in a lot of places yesterday in Ghana. In Sogakope, it fell. I think in Accra, it fell yesterday. To the farmer, just got it. Some farmer now leave, abandoned church to go to farm this morning because rain has fallen. They ran to church this morning because it has rained. So somebody, when that rain was falling, the person was angry. 
What is this? I have things to do. I have clothes that I wash. The clothes I've not dried. I was supposed to go here. The reason is because you don't have seat. You don't have seat. You don't have seat. You don't. You don't have seat. The wise man said that when the purpose of a thing is unknown, abuse becomes inevitable. Every time you don't have value for rain, it's because there's no seed. If you are a planter, you will always look out for rain. To a man without seed, rain is nonsense. But to a farmer, he will dance when he sees rain. A farmer will dance when he, hey, finally, after years, after months, after years. So every kingdom financier, every kingdom person who is a planter, who is a seed sower, must always look out for rain. What is rain? The, the glory of God. What is rain? The anointing. What is rain? The presence. So you don't just give, you look out for the, the movement of the Spirit. You look out for the movement of the atmosphere. You look out for the movement of the anointing. You don't just give. You give into the anointing. You give into the presence. You give into the move of the Spirit. That is what makes your seed potent. Else, most of the times, what you are already doing, that you are dashing money, thinking you are sowing seed. And it's why that if you are a giver and you don't pray over your, what you give, you are not so serious. You are not so serious. I used to believe you can just give and without having any need. It's not always good. Okay, I'm not saying you have to have a need for you give. What I mean is that giving without a request is good, but not always good. All right? Sometimes give your seed a direction. It helps you draw the rain. All right, I'm giving this for my children's future. I'm giving this for my marriage. I'm giving this for my car. I'm giving this for... My... It helps draw the rain. Put it in the direction. Get me that same Deuteronomy 8 to 13. A few more scriptures. Let's go. Deuteronomy chapter 8, 11, 8 to 13. Oh, yeah. Oh, she roses. Have you been in church and you see that God, God is moving? People are falling under their anointing. And there are people who are looking like, what is going on here? Some cries annoying them. The reason is because they don't have a seed. So they have no understanding of what is happening. Now look at this. The children be 11, 8 to 13. The children be 11, 8 to 13. Oh, my Father, you are beautiful beyond description. It says, Therefore shall you keep all the commands, commandments which I command you this day, that ye be strong and go in the land that the Lord, the land whither ye go to possess, that ye may prolong your days in the land which the Lord 
swear unto your fathers to give unto them and to their seed a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Hold on now before you put the next one. Look at this. He was giving them instructions. This was before he began to talk about the latter rain and the former rain in verse 14. He said, God has already given you a land. But you see, this land now, the fruitfulness, the harvest of this land is tied to an instruction. One thing I must tell you is that you must be strong. You must be strong. The harvest you are expecting, the enemy should try to come and steal it from you. This harvest that is coming is not only for you, it's for you and your children, children. It has been a prophecy over your family for long, for long. It's a prophecy, but the enemies will fight it. Say, so you've got to be strong. You've got to be strong. You've got to be strong. Get me the next verse. It said, For the land whither thou goest to possess, it is not as the land of Egypt from whence ye came out, where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. Glory to God. It said, But the land whither ye go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinking water of the rain of heaven. So, it was giving them a reassurance. He said, listen, while you were in Egypt suffering, the kind of land you saw there, Pharaoh will make you labor. You will be the one to come and pour the water. He said, but God is giving you a new land. This land is dependent on the rain of heaven, on the blessing of God. This land is not dependent on toiling. This land is not dependent on struggle. This land, what backs up this land is God's outpour God's mercy God's grace the dew of heaven the rain of heaven I pray for someone this will become your portion the season you are entering into it will not be a season of toiling for you it will be a season of easy access access to blessing access to breakthrough access to increase access to settlement access to your next level in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Thank you, Father. Give me the last two verses. Give me the last two verses. Let's wrap this up before time goes. 12 and 13. Say, the land which the Lord thy God careth for. Ooh, glory to God. Ayabakasa. A land which the Lord thy God careth for. God is the one that cares for the land. And the eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it. From the beginning of the year, even unto the end of the year. So, Ayako Sava. The land is not talking about a physical plot of land. The land is talking about your source of produce. It's talking about your job. It's talking about your marriage. It's talking about your womb. It's talking about the labors of your hand. It's talking about your mind. If your mind is fruitful, say God has been caring for you. That you still have a brain, it's because God is there. There's somebody in an hospital now who has become like a vegetable. They can't hear. They can't think. They, can't, they don't know what's going on. They are laid down. They are not old. Young people. Some are old. Some are young. You ask them, what is your name? They can't even answer you. How old are you? They can't say a word. They don't know what is going on around them. So, that's why I, I said, if you can't thank God, you can't help other people, 
you can't give back what God has given to you, then you don't actually believe that God is the one that helped you. You don't give. It. You see, people always have excuse. And um, the reason why um, I'm not able to do it is because I have a lot of responsibility. No, it's not true. No, 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 no. That's not the reason. The reason why you are not able to do it is because you don't believe God. You don't believe God. You don't believe Him. If you believe God, you will do it. And let me say this to us one more time. You don't plant. You don't sow because things are fine. You sow for things to be fine. Alright? You don't plant because things are fine. You plant for things to be fine. Oh, let me wait for things to be fine before... No, 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 no. That's not how it works. You will make things fine by your sowing. Because you can't give to God if God has not given to you. No, you can't. You, you don't have what to give. There have to be something to give. So, the thing God is bringing to your hand, I told you last week, is for two things. One part is for eating, another part is for sowing. And that sowing is not just about giving in church. That sowing includes sowing back into your bank account. That sowing includes sowing back into your investment, savings. Invest, save. It's part of what the sowing is talking about. I explained all that last week. All right, verse 13 of that scripture says, And it shall come to pass, if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandment, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God, and serve him with all your heart and soul, and with all with all your heart and with all your heart and with all your soul. So if you read the next verse, is where he now said he will give you the former rain and the latter rain. So there are, there are principles that preceded the outfall of the rain. You see, I don't want to give this rain to everybody. I don't want to just bless everyone with this kind of rain. There is something. There is something. Rain speaks of the outpour of the Spirit. It speaks of revival. He says there's hope for a tree when it's come down. He says by the scent of water. Even if the tree is tired, even if the storm was breaking apart, by the scent of water, there shall be revival. There shall be revival. So if you are somebody listening to me, you have you can't pray. What you need now is the rain, the rain of the spirit. There's a rain of revival. You are not able to study, you need the rain. Outpour of the spirit. If the movement of the spirit is annoying you, the problem is that you don't have expectation. Your expectation is a seed. Have you been in, the, in a meeting? Prophecy is going on. Deliverance is People are falling and somebody is somewhere angry. What are they doing? Seth? The problem is that you have no expectation. If you have, you will not be angry. All you will be crying is, Father, may you not pass me by. May you not pass me by. You are praying. God also remember me. God also visits me. God also remember me. God also visits me. But when there is nothing, when there is no expectation, there's nothing you are looking out for. Automatically, what happens is that you just start getting angry and saying that nothing is happening. Kerbi Hebrews 6, verse 7. Hebrews 6, verse 7. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, Jevelekum Bagada. I wish I can just prophesy this morning. I wish, I wish, I wish. But Sunday morning is only for teaching. Let's see if we can finish this. If we finish on time, I can just meet her to feel. I feel, I feel something here. 
He said, For the earth which drinketh in the rain, that cometh oft upon it, and bringeth forth helps. Can I get NIV on this scripture? Can I get NIV or NLT? I'll be glad. NIV or NLT. He said, And bringeth forth helps for them, um, meat, helps meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. Get me NIV or NLT. I see Jesus seated on the throne. I see his angels ascending everywhere. I see his spirit bringing life again. Hallelujah. NLT said, when the ground soaks up the falling rain and bears a good crop for the farmer. It has God's blessing. I think the other one is NIV. For the earth which drinks in the rain and oft comes, that oft comes on it and bring forth plant suitable for those who will till it receives blessing from God. So this scripture is pointing you back to something. Alright? That God will move every day. It said that when God released the, the moist, when God released the water, when God released the rain upon the earth, those who till the ground are those who are going to reap of the results. So God is going to move every day in every meeting, but those without expectation will miss it. That is why I said what I said earlier, that a man who, has, who is not a farmer, who has no seed to plant, when the rain comes, they are angry. A man who is a farmer who has gathered a lot of corn, a lot of cassava, a lot of yam to put in the ground. When the rain falls, they rejoice. Why? Lack of seed can make you to hate the presence of God. What are they even saying? What are they even doing here? What are they even saying? I beg, it's better I just go and sleep for myself. Say for the earth which drinks in the rain that often comes on it and brings forth plant suitable for those who will till it. So the, God will always move, but God will move for those who are ready. In every meeting, God moves. But what did you what is your expectation? As we are here this morning, there are people who don't have expectation. Um, Sunday morning, I know Pastor Norbert will be online for church without words. Eh, let's come. As I'm talking, all we have been talking, some people have been pressing their phone. They have not been listening to all we are saying. All we have been talking, some people just came online. They went, as I'm talking now, they are sleeping. They are sleeping. They went back to sleep. They went back to sleep. Some just put their phone so that they now ask them, I didn't see you online. So they put on Podbean and dropped their phone somewhere and they've gone out to do other things. So you see, there's no value. There's no value. There's no value. He said, God is going to move repeatedly. God is going to send rain upon the earth, but he's going to send it because of the farmer who is willing to till the ground. Get me Psalm 65 verse 9, Psalm 68 verse 8, and let's take, I think we have two more scriptures. Woo, woo, woo. Let's see how we'll round up this. 
Let's how do we generate rain? Get me Psalm 65 verse 9, Psalm 68 verse 8. Is somebody getting something this morning? Somebody getting something this morning. Hallelujah. To the Lamb upon the throne. I see Jesus seated on the throne. I see his angels. Ascending everywhere. I see the spirit changing lives again. Oh. Hallelujah to the Lamb upon the throne. For you are the fire. I am your sacrifice. Consume me, Lord. Consume me, Lord. For you are the fire. I am your offering. Consume me, Lord. Consume me, Lord. He said, You have given your blessing to the earth, watering it and making it fertile. The river of God is full of water, and having made ready, made it ready, you give them, you give men grain. All right, let me, I think that's not KJV. Psalm 65 verse 9. Can I get a KJV on that? Um, so Solomon posted 68 verse 8. He said, The earth shook. The heavens also dropped at the presence of God. Even Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. So he said that God's presence pulls down what makes man fruitful. Psalm 65 verse 9. Thou visited the earth and waterest it. So one of the things that makes you, your, you fruitful, when we talk about the, I told you the rain makes God's presence. Anytime you are able to secure the presence, the rain will come. Thou visited the earth and waterest it. God's divine visitation comes with attracting the rain. With the river of God, which is full of water, thou preparest them corn when thou hast so provided for it. The presence of God attracts rain. In fact, it doesn't attract it, it is the rain. The presence is the rain. The presence. The presence. Your presence. Is heaven to me. That's why I always feel bad when I see believers who don't understand the anointing. When I see believers who don't understand the presence. When I see believers who don't understand the move of the spirit. When I see believers who have never, never experienced the touch of God. I feel bad for them. I feel bad. I, I feel sorry on their behalf. They don't even understand what they are missing. Your presence is heaven to me. Lord, your presence is heaven to me. May the presence of God overshadow you. May it overshadow your finances. May you overshadow your family. May it overshadow your business. May you overshadow your children. May you overshadow your husband. May it overshadow your career. 
May it overshadow your health. May it overshadow you in the name of Jesus. Your presence, Lord. It is all heaven to me. For those of you who don't understand what the presence of God is, alright? That, that thing you feel during worship, a spiritual atmosphere looks like you're having goosebumps on you. We call it the presence. Alright, that's for your immature Christians. We call it the presence of God. That thing that makes you cry in the place of worship, we call it the presence of God. You can't just hold back. That thing that makes you want to keep singing, you want to just keep thanking God, you want to just keep praying, we call it the presence. What makes miracle happen is the presence. But listen, to the mature believer, you don't wait to feel goosebumps or anything to be able to secure or know that this is the presence. Nah. A mature believer lives in the present, sleeps in the present, wakes up in the present, talks in the present, eats in the present. A mature believers Paul had to put it this way. He said that we live in God with Christ. Colossians. They have to put it this way again, that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Not we will be. Act. Luke wrote it in the act. Say, for in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. So the matured believer don't wait for feeling of goosebumps to know that I'm, I'm in the presence. No, 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 no. It is no more a feeling for the matured believer. It's a knowing. I don't need a feeling to know that God is here. I know it. I I know it. I know it. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. So how do we generate rain? How do we generate rain? How do we make rain possible? Since rain is what affects our seed from bringing harvest. How do we make rain possible? Genesis, um, 1 Kings 18, verse 1, verse 41 to 48. 1 Kings 18, verse 1, 41 to 48. It's about the story of Elijah. If you read 1 Kings 17, Elijah came and made a decree and said there wouldn't be rain for three years and six months, which the Lord listened to Elijah and shut the heavens, and there was no rain. And Elijah came and prayed again. The verse one, verse 1, God spoke to him and said, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, shew thyself unto him, and I will send rain upon the earth. At, at this point, everything was dying. Animal was dying. Human being was dying. Hunger, farm was being destroyed. Why? Rain had not come. This was even just physical rain. So imagine if you keep lacking spiritual rain. If animals can die because there is no physical rain, imagine what happens to a man who is lacking spiritual refreshment. So from verse 41, Elijah met Ahab, told Ahab to go and eat. Elijah went into prayer in his chambers, prayed and prayed. So the first thing you need to generate rain is the voice of God. The first thing you need 
to generate rain is the voice of God. Divine instructions carry power. Divine instructions carry the ability and the opportunity to change with your season. The voice of God. The voice of God. I always tell you, do all you can to secure God's voice. When the month starts, what has God told you? When the year starts, what has God told you? I called a mentor of mine. I said, look at a journey I'm embarking on. I'm trying to do this project, do this, do this. And they asked me one simple question. He said, do you have a leading? Has God spoken to you? I said, yes. He said, go ahead. As long as there is a leading. Because if God didn't send you, God won't support you. God won't provide for you. God won't back you. If you tell me that God said you should go and do this, one of the truth that God said it is the result. The result. God does not send you to what he will not prosper. Nah. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Anything he tells you to go and do. It might be tough on the journey. It might be rough. It might appear difficult. But listen to me. God will bring you through. So if it is not coming to pass, you have to go and recheck. Is it God that actually spoke? Or you told yourself? Or you just felt like? Instructions carry power. Go and tell Ahab, I will bring green. When you receive prophecy, don't just process it like another information, but see it as a divine instruction. I'm seeing that God is about to bless you. Just say amen. Eh, Bible said, you see, believers, we are too, we are too, I don't know how to put it, too normal to spiritual things. Bible said in Proverbs 10 verse 22, that uh, the blessing of the Lord make you added no sorrow. I already know it. May I know God to bless me now. I know. God said I'm about to give you marriage. Ah, I know now. Is that one too prophecy? Are you serious? Are you serious? Don't process it like another piece of information. Process it like a divine visitation, like an encounter. Give me Jeremiah 10 13 before we get back to. First Kings, Jeremiah 10, verse 13. The voice of God. Not just the voice of God now by tossing the Lord through a prophet. The voice of God by leading. By leading. You should be able to stand up. You should be able to get up and get a leading that the Holy Spirit is leading me to do this. The Holy Spirit is leading me, okay, it's time to move out of this house. It's time to leave this place. It's time to go and do this thing. It's time to come to this thing. It's time you should be able to get that leading as a believer. Look at what Jeremiah 10 to 13 says. When he uttered his voice, he's talking about God now. There is a multitude of water. So every time the voice of God comes, it's a rain follows. So whenever prophecy comes, prophecy carry rain along. That is why you must receive it wholeheartedly. He said at the sound of his voice, there is a massing of water in the heavens. And he maketh the mist go up from the ends of the earth. He maketh the thunder flames for the rain and sends out the wind from his storehouse. Every time 
every time a prophecy comes, God's voice goes along with the rain. God's voice goes along. You don't hear God when the presence of God, I've told you the rain speaks of God's presence. God's voice will come along with his presence. You don't hear God where God is not. And what happened? That rain, that presence is to make the spoken word potent. All right? That presence, that is why when some people call me for prayer, I tell them, call me back at this time. The reason is, I don't want to speak things that I feel like. I want to speak what God has put in my spirit. So I know, probably at that time I'm distracted. At that moment, I'm not where I can hear what God is saying. At that moment, I'm not rightly positioned to be able to tap into the economy of what is going on in the realms of the spirit. So I say, call back. Maybe 30 minutes, maybe one day, two days. I take that time to restructure my atmosphere, get into the spirit. So when I'm speaking, I know I am talking not of myself or for myself, but from what God is saying. But a lot of times, we have careless people, careless people with microphone and over the pulpit who are declaring toss here the Lord back to back and it's not coming to pass. So they tell you, um, it's your sin. But they tell you, okay, it is this. No, the presence comes with the rain. The presence comes with the rain. Secure God's word for your life. Secure a word for your life. Secure it. Hold on to it. Fight for it. Pray for it. Pursue it. Die for it. Don't fake it. Don't pretend it. Don't pretend that you heard God. Don't pretend that God is speaking. It's a serious business. God can judge you for it. Very serious business. What has God told you about your future? I know things are hard right now. Things look difficult. I know you have a plan, you have a goal, but what has God said? That is what keeps you going. You take your eyes off every other thing that you are seeing. That that thing that God said, it must come to pass. God hasn't said anything. You might end up meeting nothing. If God has said something, even if you are in the prison, God knows how to bring it to pass. Secure God's word for your life. Find out what is God saying about me. Father, what do you want me to do? Father, where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? Number two is fervent prayer. Number one is the voice of God. Number two is fervent prayer. How do we attract rain? How do we generate rain? Fervent prayer. In 1 Kings 18, verse 42, that scripture we we're reading, go back and read it all. Because of time, I'm not, I might not get back to it. You can just give me a little, uh, verse 18. Or just post them through on the screen. Post from verse 41 down to 48. While we proceed, you can read it from there. Elijah, after he had told Ahab that go, the rain is coming. Elijah didn't go to sleep. Ahab go and eat. Elijah did not eat. Elijah was fasting and he was praying. So not just prayer now. Fervent prayer with fasting generates rain. Don't forget, the rain speaks of divine presence. When it comes, it comes with when it comes, it comes with moist. It comes with an outpour to make your life beautiful. So how do you now secure the rain? How do you secure it? Prayer. 
Fasting and prayer is a key. If you want rain, you must be ready to generate it. If you want rain, you must be ready to generate it. Your seed, no matter the size, is at the mercy of your rain. Let me repeat what I said. Your seed, no matter the size, is at the mercy of your rain. Give a million dollars without rain, you are in trouble. Plant a truck of yam without rain. All of them are going to get wasted away. Don't just sow and go and sleep. Pray. Pray. Don't sow and sleep. Pray. Call forth your seed. Give your seed life. Give your seed life. Give your seed life. Let me ask us a question. Do I have everybody's attention? Do I have your attention here? Okay, let's read this scripture five before we proceed now. And Elijah, let's finish it. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. All right, let's go on. Let's finish the scripture quick, quick, quick. Let me go back to what I'm doing. 43. And what you gave me, something is missing. Okay, and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked, and behold, there is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arised a little cloud out of the sea, like the hand of like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto her, prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. All right, go to 45. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with cloud and wind. There was a great rain. All right, let's stop there. There was a great rain. Listen, everyone pay attention to me now. Have you ever heard of traditionalists who, who make rain? Have you ever heard of rainmakers? Some of you have not only heard, you've seen it. Some of you have heard, some of you have seen them. Make, they make rain to fall. Some they stop rain. It's re. There's no, it is re. Yes. It's not a movie. It is real. But let me ask you this now. How come traditional people know how to make rain and an average believer cannot even make rain? They know all their rituals. They know all the sacrifice. They know, their they know what to do. An average believer. So, don't forget this now. That the power that we are working, we are working in is more genuine, higher and stronger than their own. The power they are working with is an imitation. We that have the genuine can't even master our own enough. The problem is that we refuse to give ourselves. Check a chief priest. It's only in Christianity you see a pastor who is a pastor and a teacher, a pastor and a Uber driver, a pastor and a medical doctor, a pastor and a lawyer a pastor, and a businessman. You don't find a chief priest who is a chief priest and a doctor. A chief priest, you don't find it. Not because people are afraid to employ them. 
They don't need to go, go to school. Why? The things of the spirit takes 100% dedication. If I want to ascend in the spirit now, I know what to do. All I need to do is to shut out myself from everybody. Disappear. Disappear for 30 days. At our camp meeting, we spend just three days. Those who have been coming will tell you that the power of God that falls is usually out of this world. Just three days. My question for you is that, what if you could do that for 30 days? Imagine what will happen to you. If three days, such things happen, what if you do it for 21 days? And you do it every month. So the difference is actually that these guys have no distraction. And that's why all of them can't even do it. Of course, I've seen men of God pray and rain came. I have prayed, rain was stopped. I have prayed, rain came. I remember we were having a program in Komasi, um, 20, I can't remember the particular year now, 2015 or so. No, 2016, thereabouts. And it was raining every day. We've already pasted poster. While we were pasting poster, rain began to come. And it happened to be one of our major programs then. And everybody was worried, telling me that uh, rain will fall, or rain will fall. I told them, no, don't worry, rain won't fall. It won't fall. I told them, program was started on Monday. I told them, I said, rain is not going to fall until the three days program finish. After we finish the third day, I said, the rain is, that is going to fall, we carry houses. The rain that's going to fall, the three days will be combined together to fall in one day. Everybody was laughing. The first day, weather changed. It began to drizzle from, I think, 3 or 4 p.m. It was drizzling. I was quiet. There was no rain. Four past, five past, six past, we began our service finished. There was no rain. The second day, in the morning, the cloud changed. It struggled as if it was going to rain. There was no rain. The third day in the evening, the cloud was so black. People were not coming to the court and said, come to church. I said, there won't be rain until we are done with this program. This program, God told me to organize it. And people came. We did our, before you know, the cloud went back. We did our program. By midnight, the rain started. We've already closed our meeting by 9 p.m. thereabout. The rain started. The rain that fell took people's roof off, carried cars, took houses, uprooted trees, all kinds of things that that rain did that day. Why? Because one person spoke. That day, it dawned on me that one man can destroy a lot of people's life. One man can make up a lot of people's life. So the city you live in now, one man can just wake up one day and praise God. Today, this town, nobody will prosper. God help you that that man is not a demonic man. You will also be a victim. Elijah was able to do what he did because nobody was able to stand up to contend with him. You can be that man. You can wake up and say in your family, in this family, in this family, nobody will be poor. By the reason of what you carry, by the reason of what, in this family, nobody will die because I am here. It's called the believer's authority. That is what it's called. The believer's authority. It's a realm where you know, know who you are in Christ. So it's not, a, it's not a competition. But how come ritualists, people who do ritual, traditional people, they know the sacrifice and the ritual to do for rain to come. But believers don't even know. They can't even afford it. It's not a competition. But one day, your path is going to cross a very demonic person that you don't even know how to respond to them. 
or you might be put in shame. Oh, it's not by competition. Is it competition? How can a believer be, unbelievers be doing it and you want to do one day, one day, one day, you will come in contact with all these people that shame might end up becoming what happens. Let me give us a short story. A Christian brother was in a car and while he was coming down, he stepped on the old, an old man's leg and the old man shouted, Chai, you step on me. The boy turned, oh, Baba, I'm sorry. Forgive me, I'm sorry. I didn't know, forgive me. And he came down. The Baba was kept, you stepped on me. They kept arguing, arguing, arguing. And the young man got to his bus stop, came down. Baba came down, followed the young guy. Another guy, sensing that there would be trouble, came down and joined them. While they were coming, the Baba said, me, you stepped on me. The guy, I'm sorry now. What is it? There's a level you say sorry to, but you start getting angry. Since you want to get angry, let's get angry together. And the guy came down, Baba came down, the other guy came down, people began to observe. This Baba, this was not his bus stop, but because this young guy that masked him came down, is why he came down. Told the boy, you stepped on me. I said, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm okay, I'm, let me say it again, I'm sorry. Forgive me. So you stepped on me. Ah, the guy said, you're on your own. Since that is what you want, I won't even mind you. And while they were talking, the Baba put his hand in his pocket, brought out something looked at the son, spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke. The boy was just there looking at him, wondering what was going on. He turned to the boy, told the boy, take off your shirt. The boy took off his shirt. He told the boy, take off your singlet. The boy took off his singlet. Take off your shoe. The boy took off his shoe. Take off your trouser. The boy took off your trouser. Take off your bosser. Right there, he made the boy around mad. And the other Christian brother was there. Before the Baba could finish, the guy stepped in and said, Baba, what are you doing? He said, if you talk, I will give you the same thing I'm giving to this young man. And the Baba began to do, the guy began to challenge him. The Baba began to do his own thing again. Look at the cloud. The guy looked up. While the Baba was talking, the boy blasted in tongues in capital letters. Ayado kele akwapi avaya. Isonono egwege atuya ekuzo ibagwada. He said, Baba, take off your clothes. Right there, Baba took off his clothes. He said, Baba, remove your singlet. Baba took off his singlet. Baba, take off your bossa. Baba took off his bossa, went naked, right there. He said, Baba, oh yeah, wrong man. He turned to the other boy. He said, in the name of Jesus, get back to normal. The Christian brother got back to normal. Baba ran mad from that place. So two believers with different realities. I'm telling you a true life story that happened in Nigeria. Two different believers, one same Christ, one same body of Christ, one Holy Ghost, same prayer, but different realities. So when you're telling me it's not by competition, let some believers go and do what they want to do and let give Caesar what belongs to Caesar. You are stupid. Without apology, you are stupid. This one is not about giving Caesar what belongs. A day will come, a day will come, you will be in trouble. And you realize, I had a man of God. I saw it on TV3 page or so ever, GTV or TV3. A man of God said that if Archbishop um, um, Ajinasari had gone to Nogokbo, he would have stopped preaching. I saw a lot of people who were who were supposed to be believers saying, for what? Are you serving man? I see all these pastors in Ghana. We are tired of all these pastors, fake men of God everywhere. So you are serving man. 
Is it because of that? That's a very stupid, idiotic understanding. What the man is saying, I will repeat it. If that man had gone, my faith would have been down. If that man had gone to Nukukbo, me, my faith in God would have been down. I would be ashamed to preach publicly in this country. I'm not joking. I would be ashamed. Because why? These are the frontiers. These are the everyone here. No one here will be happy. You see your father molested or abused in public, your biological father. If it's done to your father, then it can be done to you. All right? This is the father of faith, a father of faith in this country. If it happens to him, it will happen to others. So what the man was actually talking about is that in spite on this man's face, spite of, where is the God I'm claiming I believe in? Where is the God I'm claiming I believe in? Dear believer, carry power. Carry power. I watched the interview and they were asking the man of God, tell the man of God, this is you are saying, the people will come to you. He told them right out. Say they can't do nothing. They can't, they can't do. Say you are supporting that bishop by saying this kind of thing. I said, tell them they can't do nothing. They have nothing on me. That's audacity. Particularly being in, you're from voter or you heard of people who no, have dealt with. It is natural for you to know their capacity and be afraid. But hear me, hear me. The problem you have is that you don't know much about God. I watched the counter video Archbishop did when he came back. It was quoting Genesis chapter 12. God said, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who... It's a simple scripture. Your problem is that you don't know it, you don't believe it. Oh, pastor, somebody broke egg for me. Are you afraid? If somebody broke egg, gather the egg and fry it. Eat. If the egg didn't break well, pour it inside this thing, tie it, cook it, chop. Somebody break egg for me. And you are shaking, useless Christian. Very stupid kind of Christianity. The man of God, you see, these things, they are powerful. Who told you they are not powerful? Who, did, who said they are not powerful? What happened to you in the Bible? That God has made Jesus the head of all principalities and power. He has made Jesus. So every power, every power is under him. Both Kovun, both Nogopo and Gogbono and all of them. They are under him. And he's your father. That's not all. He lives in you. Have you not read the Bible say Christ lives in you? And you want to come and break egg. You don't know what to do with egg. Bring me the crate. Let me look for what to do with it. Listen, we must follow God from a different perspective. All right? The, the, the world we are in, the season we are in, is not joking. It's not joking. It's not joking. We must follow God on a different perspective. Follow God on a different ground. Walk in power. Walk in power. Be conscious about it. Read your Bible. There are over 500 promises in the Bible. All right? On the things Christ have, God have done for us, Christ have done for us. Look for them. Find them over your finance. Find them over your marriage. Find them over your security. Find them over your health. Find them. Find them. Secure them. Believe them. Walk in them. Pray them into manifestation. Go back. Carry your Bible. Sit and start looking for all the promises. What are the things God have already done for me? What are these guys have already done? Walk in them. Walk in them. This was what Paul saw. Philippians 3 verse 10. Say that I may know him. That I may know him. 
and the power of his resurrection. I want to know what brought Jesus out from the dead. What brought him out from the dead? That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Ayako sefeletiga. Ayando ko zotoya valagashis. Thank you, sweet spirit of God. And admin should attend to Eric if we shouldn't distract my teaching. Listen, I don't know who you are listening to me. Maybe you are a pastor or you are a normal Christian. Generating rain is not grammar. Generating rain is not what the Bible said in Hebrew and in Greek. It's power. Generating rain is not grammar. Generating rain is power. Psalm 62 verse 11. He said in the days of his... No, Psalm 62 verse 11. He said, once have I heard, twice, once has he spoken, twice have I heard that power belongs to God. Psalm 110 verse 2. And three said, in the days of his power, thy people shall be willing. In the days of his power. In the days of his power. If you read Psalm 63 from verse 1. Psalm 63 from verse 1. It said, early will I arise. Early will I arise and seek you. As in the dry and thirsty land to seek your power. I'm just paraphrasing them. To seek your power as I have seen in the sanctuary. So what I saw in church, I want to see it happen in my house. I went to church. I saw the blind healed. I want to see it in my house. I went to church. I saw the lame walk. I want to see it happen on the road. I went. I saw power. I want to see it. Psalm 62, not 72. Psalm 62 verse 11. Psalm 63 verse 1 and 2. To see thy power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, and you shall receive the power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Know those scriptures. Know power is of God. Power is of God. Don't be empty. One witch pursue you in the dream. Somebody press you. Somebody pinch you. Somebody finger you in the dream. Somebody, you saw a dog. With all your size, you are seeing dog as big as you are. As big as you are, you are seeing dog in the dream. The dog was chasing me. At your size, your age. 50 years old, dog is chasing you, should be ashamed. Get back to your Bible. Get back to prayer. Get back to scripture. Get back to meditation. Soak yourself in tongues. Pray in tongues two, three hours every day. Two, three hours. Ayako daya. Igagandua ataya. Gagato. Listen. Anyone who is addicted to prayer, there is one thing that happens to you. Anyone who is addicted to prayer, when you pray, you begin to feel heat inside your body. If it doesn't happen to you, you are not yet addicted to prayer. Anyone addicted to prayer, who, anyone who is a praying person, when you begin to pray, you begin to feel like there's something cooking. You start feeling fire burning inside of you. If you don't feel it, you've not started praying. You are still praying in your flesh. That's why you can't hear God. That's how you can't manifest power. So you pray. Ah. Listen, there are things about prayer that are very necessary. Let me give an example. You see people who are praying with a very nice face, like one emoji that is smiling. Nice face, calm face. This is a prayer of revival. 
You see another person praying with a seal. Agaga, do ya gaga. Listen, listen, listen. These two persons can't generate the same power. All right? These two persons cannot generate the same power. Never. Ah, Olodo Vegida, Etuye, Igaga Tuayaga, Oshoto Giba, Atugi, Itanegasha. These two can never generate the same amount of power. Never. Ilana Suya Vaga, Otile Gadibu Suga, Tali Ifaduyata, Oprina Sate Velegonsha. It is not possible. Your face is just normal. You are calm. Some of you will pray from January to December. You've never sweated in the place of prayer. Never. You've never sweated. Oh, Pastor, is it important? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. You are, it means you are driving yourself beyond normal. It is. Pastor, is it necessary to shout in prayer? Yes, ma. It is. What if I just pray and just, you are joking. You are not praying. You are joking. Gagoshi, you want to walk in power. Adadatoya, kilonso, ilate, eleku, zavility, ipadigo. Your tongues become a vocabulary. Not all those, yaba, 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 yaba. My friend, go and sit in one corner. Go and rest. You can't generate power. It's not possible now. It's not possible. Your face is just nice. Ora, mama, mama, ora, mama, 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 mama. What are you mind? What are you mind? Let the portals of the spirit get opened up. You, you begin to feel, listen, once you enter that realm, eh, you don't hear amen when they say amen in prayer. You don't hear amen. Your body begins to cook like somebody has put fire. Yeah, that is where power, that's where the power is. You, you have that prayer, your face is just normal. My friend, get out, get out, get out. That's for those who are who, who are looking for, who are praying for problem. Those who are praying prayer of, oh God, help me. I want to marry. But you want power. Oh, go, go, shige. You want to generate rain. Your tongue is a vocabulary. Otono is a gagemato. Ipala. So grigi. Intongo govala. Ipadwa dimase. Demons know the kind of tongue that chase them. Not the one you wake up, the tongue you receive since 10 years. Since 10 years, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. Wake up. 